So what we're going to be talking about this month is the new SEO formula. So any of you guys who've been around for a while, you know that SEO is constantly changing. It's it's one of those things where Google is always trying to make the user experience uh, for the people that are searching, using their product better. And Google's the number one search engine, but Yahoo, Bing, and the other ones as well. Um, that's all what SEO is about, search engine optimization. So we're going to be talking about that, how the rules have changed. They've actually tra- changed fairly dramatically within the last 24 months or so. Welcome to the Carpet Cleaner Success Podcast, a show created to inspire carpet cleaning business owners to build their own thriving residential and commercial cleaning business. Your host, John Clendenning, has built and sold successful cleaning businesses for multiple six figures over his 30-year career and is the founder of Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters, a digital agency that turns your online marketing into a lead generation machine. Tune in as John shares proven tips, strategies, and expert interviews to help fast track your success in the carpet cleaning industry basically what we're going to go through is the changes the things you need to be doing now that are different than you need to be doing for things that you might have done before that could be damaging your website things like that uh, we're really going to help kind of clean up the the fog and the mess around around uh, what SEO really is, what organic rankings are, where they play a role in your marketing mix, and why your marketing should be a mix, and things like that. So we're gonna, we're kinda gonna cover all of that. So what we're gonna cover today, the latest updates in the Google algorithm. Very important to know if you're in business in today's day and age at all. Um, things that you may have put in place in the past that could be hurting you now. How to optimize your website for the new SEO formula. So I need your attention. Uh, so turn off your cell phones. Unless you're watching this on your cell phone, then you're going to see a small screen, but, you know, keep it on. <laughs> but if you're not watching it on a cell phone, turn it off. I'm actually going to put mine in do not disturb mode right now so nobody tries to call me. There we go. Um, and turn off Facebook. Don't be browsing around. I talk fast anyway, so you're going to have to pay attention. Um, some people on webinars talk slow, and then you get all distracted and bored. Try and keep up. There will be a replay. Um, you can go back through and look at any of this stuff. Um, if you're a carpet cleaning company, small business, um, cleaning firm, anything like that, work with small businesses, service company, and you're serious about getting better results, then the next 60 minutes does need your full attention. So for all of you on here that don't know who I am, we always get a mix of our clients who really like to, you know, kind of dive into the masterclass research and kind of the stuff that we like to teach out. There's things that, that we do for our clients. There's things that our clients should do for themselves or, you know, and, and, a, and a mix of all of that. But any of you that aren't any, any of our clients, I want to tell you a quick little bio who I am. But um, started the business career back in 1990, still in high school. Um, I've owned cleaning service franchises, independent businesses, e-com products. I've got a product line on Amazon and a bunch of other places like that for over a decade now. Uh, been a marketing agency for over a decade. I've lectured for many associations in the cleaning space and the flood restoration space and stuff like that. Uh, hosted three-day elite retreats. I was flown to the island of Samoa back in 2010, but I've, I've had other um, um, uh, retreats in Chilliwack and in, in Vancouver and in um, Vegas and all those kinds of places as well. So I've been doing marketing consulting for a long time for individual businesses and entire franchise networks. Been you know keynote speaker and local chamber of commerce and on large events and large stages as well. So I bought, sold, systemized, and sold uh, a maid business uh, in the middle of my career there while running a 27-year carpet cleaning company while owning a duck cleaning company. I've have done janitorial 
ran janitorial companies as well for, for many years, and just a mix of all of those kinds of service businesses, and finally sold sort of my last brick and mortar business there last year, almost uh, almost a year to the day. It was two days from now to be a year to the day. Um, was able to sell, sell a two-van carpet cleaning system that have been running for 27 years and generate over half a million dollars right in the middle of a p- pandemic. So, um, and there's reasons for that. There's systems in place like that. I'm the uh, uh, host of the Carpet Cleaner Success Podcast. You can go check that out on Spotify and, you know, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts and, and that kind of thing. So that's a little bit about me. More importantly, who are our customers? Well, we've got lots of customers that have seen fantastic results over the years. Um, we hope to see you as the as, as the next one. But these are just um, some of them are well-known figures. Um, other ones are just well-known in their industry. And But that's what we do is we help carpet cleaners and cleaning service companies, home service companies, and others stand out from the crowd, become the local authority, be seen as an authority, and just build their brand so that they they can get all that brand equity, the, that that name recognition um, from their customers. So we do help our, our clients become the top brand in their local marketplace. Top brands attract the best customers. They can charge the top rates. It's not about price anymore. If you're seen as the best, you know you can charge more. You need less customers to be just as profitable, um, and you can be booked out weeks in advance because you're in demand. So even in today's day and age where everybody wants things immediately and they want it now, 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 um, it's always good to have a a service system that helps with that, but that should be a premium. It's like, hey, we're booking for two weeks from now, three weeks from now, our schedule is completely full. If you need it sooner than that, we can rush and and squeeze you in. It's an extra fee. It's a, a... you know, an employee staying late, coming in on a weekend, things like that. Um, but yeah, you should be booked out solid because that's what in demand means. Um, so w- what we talk about on these calls and what we've been doing on these master classes for almost a year now consistently, we've always done sort of trainings and webinars, but we've started doing a consistent monthly one to basically go around the horn and talk about our digital dominance method. So we, we're talking about SEO and SEO optimization. We're t- we've talked about Google My Business optimization and citation development and things like that. Um, we've talked about pay-per-click. We've talked about uh, all kinds of different aspects of marketing, reputation and reviews and setting your whole entire system up around feedback and things like that. So we just try and provide a wealth of information for anybody who runs a small business to really get a sense of how to do all of this stuff properly. So, And I've actually got a book coming out soon that goes through all of this as well. Uh, I've got about three or four more chapters to write is about a 20 chapter book, a nice good size, all on digital, our digital dominance method as well. So anyways, enough about that. Let's get into the content. Ultimately, what we want to talk about here is, uh, is the big concept of does SEO still matter? So kind of, if you want to put in the chat, um, if you find that SEO, search engine optimization, still matters in 2022. So let me see what we got coming in here. Let me switch my screen. Okay, we've got some people saying no. We've got a lot of people going yes, of course. So yeah, let's talk about that because I, I, I want to prove to you a couple of facts. So um, so yeah, so let's let's first talk about what is SEO. Well, SEO is basically what comes up. This is a search results page, a local search results page when a local search is done. So Denver carpet cleaning was the search, and I've, this this is a long. Like, normally, would pull up on your browser and you scroll down. So we just split it in two. But what we've got up here is we've got the local service ads. So that's a paid area, pay per lead service, right? And that could be anywhere from, depending on your industry and your marketplace, $20 to $50, $60 a lead, but you're competing against these other other people. 
and you only pay when a lead actually connects with you through Google. So that's Google's pay-per-lead service. Then we've got Google, Google's pay-per-click. You pay every time somebody clicks. Then you start getting into what's called organic. Organic means you don't pay to be placed in here. You have to be you have to represent what Google wants to show. You have to represent a good user experience. There's a whole bunch of stuff we're going to get into today to explain how you show up in the Google Maps packs. That's Google Maps listing, the first three. And then you have to click the more businesses to see the rest. And there's always there's a map showing up either above or beside. Google's moved to the side lately. And then you've got the organic listings down below that where people scroll down to read. And the question is, do people scroll down and read anymore? Um, what you will notice is a lot of times these the organic list, the listings are dominated by Yelps and they're dominated by Angie's List. You might see Thumbtack in there and the Better Business Bureau and all of these directories. They literally pay millions and millions of dollars a year to do really great national and local SEO to dominate in here. But you can see that um, businesses can end up in there as well. Um, and to have three in the top five on this page is actually unique. Normally, you'll find that it's only one or two businesses maybe in the top five, and then a few of them lower down if they're doing really good SEO. So we'll talk about it. Um, but So the point is, where do people actually go to search? Interestingly enough, if you run the stats on the service industry, 73% of the clicks still end up going to the Maps listing or the organic. So when people come to a local search results page, so a local search results page, only about 25 to 27% of the clicks end up in the paid section. The rest all end up in the organic. They're, they're looking for what other people say. So that's reviews. That, you know, they, that, that's, they're going to scroll down here and see the different options. They're going to look at websites. And again, if you do it right, you can actually have reviews showing up in your organic listing as well. Um, they're going to be looking all around for more information, more topical information. We'll talk about that, what kind of keywords people are actually searching for as well. So um, it's, it's really important to kind of understand that the paid has its place. Do you want to miss out on 25 to 27% of the traffic? Of course not. But so does the maps and so does the organic because that's where you're going to get a lot of of, of awareness, a lot of authoritativeness, and you're going to start standing out over your com competitors. And it's also about the differences of keywords. Some keywords just don't show up with, with paid results, but doing some research. So there's sort of like a top of funnel. We'll have a little bit as well. Also becomes really important in this. Interestingly, the stats also show that 67, so 70, 73% um, target organic or, or we'll click on the, the organic listings whether it's the maps or the um or the actual websites but 67 percent uh will click on the first five listings so that's the three in the maps and the first two here that's where most people are going to click so ultimately you want to be in that you know top one or two organic especially in marketplaces where you can't be in the maps. And we'll talk about what that means as well. So, um, but that's the point to cover here is that you want to make sure that for all the different keywords that you can possibly answer questions for, help a customer out, influence the search results, you want to make sure that you're in that one of those top five positions as well. And there's a lot of keywords that we're going to, that you're going to want to be considering for. So does SEO still matter? 
2022? Yes, it does. You do not want to be missing out on 75% of the potential traffic to your website and and people learning about your brand and potentially calling you. And there's all kinds of ways to influ- influence that. It's one of our clients' backend stats as well. Just want to show you that, again, this client here, 75% of their leads comes from organic. So what do we mean by organic? Google My Business listing. That's an organic. That is, again, it's Google's algorithm determines who's there. It's not a pay to play. And Google Organic, again, is below that. So out of all the leads they, they got in this month, 268 inbound leads, 75% of them came from the organic rankings that they have. And then the rest came from the Facebook ads, Google ads, ad extensions, um, ad content, things like that. So, And that that's really important as well to understand that you don't want to just be in, in one area. Um, Jim Rohn, a, a, a great business um, um, consultant and, and mind who died just a few years ago, um, Jim Rohn used to always say that you want to have like somewhere between five to seven very solid sources of leads to run a successful business minimum. Um, we always say that you should be you should have sort of like a race for twenty to thirty. Some of them might only generate one or two leads a month. Some might you know like a real estate agent referring you in or a you know a referral partner things like that. But as far as the actual really solid um, consistent lead generating sources, the goal is to have five to seven really solid sources like that. Because say for example, one month Facebook changes the rules, a new competitor comes in, and your Facebook ads slow down. You definitely want to make sure that your organic is still generating leads. Or if the organic slows down or there's less people going to, um, you know, seeing the AdWords or, you know, things like that. Um, Anything can happen where one source just changes dynamically month by month just based on demographics, based on how those platforms operate, based on competitors, all kinds of things. And you want to make sure you have multiple. So this is a good example of multiple, but also that why organic over time is your best play because the other side of this is yes SEO still matters and you can't rely on paid advertising alone the point with that is of course you can pay Google right now and within you know 24 48 hours you can have a campaign set up and generating clicks and if you've got a good landing page and you know the audience is, is buying audience and all that, those kinds of good things, then, you know, you're generating leads. The leads from paid sources will always be your most expensive. That doesn't mean you don't do them. That just means in the mix, your cost per lead will be higher. If somebody organically searches and over time you're able to influence the search engine, so it doesn't happen right away, you can't pay to show up organically. You have to influence over time with lots and lots and lots and lots of ranking signals. And we'll talk about what those are. Um, but so if you influence good organic rankings in the maps and good organic rankings uh, in the search engines, you're going to have that as a stable base foundation. And then if you add paid, the paid might, again, you, you know, in the carpet cleaning world, you might find that a cost per lead so somebody you know your cost per click might be anywhere from five to fifteen to twenty dollars depending on your market but typically you need five six seven clicks to get one person to fill out a form 
typically that's that depend every marketplace is a little bit different but that is a is, is a typical number but a lot of people just look and then back off go check somebody else they don't care if it's pay-per-click they don't know you, they that they charged you money they're just searching around like they do and they click on this link and then they click on this link and some of them you paid for the click so um they're gonna they're gonna bounce around like that and to get somebody to fill out a form or to pick up the phone and call you you're going to be paying multiple clicks before that becomes an actual lead and then how many leads do you need before you book them do you book at 50% do you book at 75% do you only book at 25% so how many leads do you need before that becomes a job so you could be looking at you know 75 100 150 dollars a lead now if your average lifetime value of a client is 3 or 4000 dollars for a decent client even as high as 5000 dollars in carpet cleaning or you know, a lifetime value of a recurring made client is over $10,000 from our days owning Molly made franchises and things like that, then it's well worth it. It's well worth it to pay a couple hundred, you know, $100, $150 for a lead uh, or for, for an actual booked job if they're going to be a recurring client and they're going to come back. And then that's up to your systems to make sure you wow them, make sure they, they come back again and again and become a regular client. And then if they refer a new one person to you that becomes a client at some point, you've just doubled their lifetime value. So it's always best to think of the lifetime, the, the job value, then the lifetime value of the of your average client, run that, that math, and then the referral value of your average client. If one out of every 10 clients refer somebody, one out of every 50, put that math into your calculations. It allows you to outmarket your competitors. But point being on this slide, um, paid advertising alone is is not a good place to, to stick. There is a dime a dozen. I'm sure you probably get 100 emails a week nowadays. You know, hey, we can run your Facebook ads. Hey, we can run your Google ads. Hey, you know, buy the, you know, paper lead, buy the lead, buy the lead. You know, they're, they're selling you leads. They're selling you leads. The downside about that is they're the most expensive part of your business. And as soon as that one source dries up, um, you're, 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 you're back to square one again. So you want to make sure you have multiple sources. So if I beat that one to death enough, let's talk about the biggest changes in in that's that's happened in SEO. So one of the biggest changes that's happened um, in the last only the last couple of years, it's become more and more important. Google rolled out um, an update called Eat, um, authoritative or it's um, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. What that's how they rank websites in in the in the in the natural organic rankings. So. What that means is you want detailed, well-written content. It now matters more than anything. Uh, you don't want to have spammy content. You don't want to have lightweight content. You want to make sure it's detailed, well-written, deep content. Um, so think about it, for example, in the carpet cleaning industry, you could have um, you could have a you know a sentence that says, Hey, we do carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning, tile cleaning. Um, we clean Berber and you know synthetic and natural carpets, Berber and cup, regular cup pile, and on and on. And you can have all kinds of you know in a in a list, right? And that's one sentence. You could also have an entire chapter in a book on how to properly clean Berber carpet. You can have an entire chapter in a book. If you know the difference between sort of like a sheet of paper, a one-liner, and, and and deep content, Google is respecting the deep content. You know those 600, 800, 1,000, 1,200 word pages. As as you know, as long as they're written well and and they're they're understood well, and the user experience is proper, and we'll talk about that. That is considered authoritative content, and it helps you show up more than your competitors for a whole bunch of different keywords. 
And you also want to make sure that you don't have low quality spammy links pointed back to your website. This can crush your chances of ranking. So doing a link audit is really important if you've been around for a while. Because years ago, it used to be that everybody, you know, like back in the day, um, companies figured out like SEO um, technicians and experts, what they're just trying to do is reverse engineer what Google's algorithm is. So if they realized that, you know, the more links you had, the higher you ranked, then it became a tactic. Let's get more links. Doesn't matter the quality, doesn't matter anything. Let's just get more links. And Google comes out with algorithm changes that go, oh, we, we, we realize that they're, 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 they're trying to game the system a bit. They figured out a little bit of our, our process. Let's make it tighter. Let's make it better. Let's change that. And boom, within no time, all of those get wiped out. Um, ideally, you need to have a real physical office in the target city you want to rank in as well for Google Maps. We'll talk a little bit about this going forward as well. And site speed matters. So those are the, some of the really important changes that have happened really recently within the last couple of years. So detailed, well-written content. We're talking about this. Um, let's just load them all there. So, um, so basically, content is king. Every service you offer should have its own page of well-written, informative, unique content. So every service should have its own page. Google does not rank websites. Google ranks pages. And it ranks pages for authoritative, informative content that people read and stick on. Um, so that's really, really important that you have deep content on a page that is all about that one topic. And we'll even talk about how you can link to that page with even more content that supports that, that, that page and that content that ranks independently on its own as blog posts and other things that is sort of a subset of what you've just written that page on. But every single service that, that you offer should have a full detailed page about that service and about the nuances of that service as well. If you clean wood floors, um, talk about the different types of wood floors that you clean and the different types of finishes that could be on the wood floors. Have a really deep page about wood floor cleaning and all the different variables about that. Again, the same with carpet cleaning. Do you do residential? Do you do commercial? Um, do you do certain, you know, synthetic? Do you do natural fiber? What's the difference in those? What do people need to know? Google's going to read. Google only really only knows how to read. So it's going to read those pages and it's going to make an assessment based on the, the, the density of the words and the way the words are placed. And it's getting better and better and better with their um, deep brain AI on understanding sentiment on those pages. So it, it understands if the page is written well or if it's written, you know, by some sort of a bot that doesn't speak English well. And because in the old days, you used to be able to get away to spin out really, really bad content and create thousand page websites in like an hour with a spinner. And that would rank super well because Google didn't only saw keywords and it didn't really understand nuance. Google's way better at understanding nuance. Um, Carpet cleaning companies um, tend to serve, for example, in any cleaning company, and most local businesses tend to serve about um, a 25 to 50 mile radius. If you're a local brick and mortar shop, it might be smaller than that. But um, again, if you're a service company that that runs in a in a city that that you know it's not like one on every street corner kind of idea, then you normally a 25 to maybe 50 mile radius around that city and surrounding cities. So and those neighborhoods, you should have a page that targets each of those. And you need to make that page unique. That page has to talk about that city, benefit, you know, things about that city, things about your service in that specific city, um, show maps of that city, talk about attractions in that city, and then talk about your services. It's got to be a really deep page that talks about both your company, what you do, and the city itself. And you need to make those unique. Um, so you, the interesting thing about this is you can create all of these pages that are super SEO friendly. 
but a customer comes to it or a potential customer comes to it and it doesn't read well. It doesn't sell them. You still have to have an eye on persuasive sales and, you know, explain, you know, explaining why you, you have a paragraph of text or two, and then you have a call to action. Hey, if you'd like this, if you need to know, you know, if you want us to help you with this, click here to book a, you know, appointment, click here to fill out a form, click here to, you know, call our office, make it super, super easy for them to get the next piece of information from you, for them to request more information from you, to pick up the phone and call you, that kind of thing. It's got to be big, it's got to be bold, and it's got to be easy so that they, you know, they know as they scroll down the page, they don't have to kind of, oh, what do I got to do next? Every little bit of content, oh, by the way, so if this is something that you need, give us a call, fill out a form. So you, you want to make sure that the content has those keywords in it and has the, 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 it's called um, LSI keywords as well, which are the, the you know, the, the ones that support that, your main keyword, the ones that commonly come together in conversation. Google knows what those are as well. So as you're writing content, you're not just stuffing keywords, the same, the same keyword over and over again. Google can understand that that's not natural either. So you need to be writing with a mixture of the, 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 the keyword, the topic you want to rank for, and all of the synonyms that work for that as well. Um, but you want to be able to have it read in a way that's compelling and salesy. Um, so that's, that's really important. Second point we made was if you have too many irrelevant, low-quality links pointing back to your website, it could actually hurt your business. And there's our, our little um, penguin there because that was the penguin update that caused, caused that one. Um, it used to be all about links as we talked about. Penguin update addressed this. There was actually a day when, uh, when the penguin update rolled out, um, like millions and millions and millions of websites around the world just all of a sudden stopped showing up on page one. It was like a bloodbath because Google finally figured out how to control these spammy links. Um, so you're going to have to do a review of your links. And there's a word here called you can either remove them if you, if, if you know the source or you disavow them. So if you go look at your links and they're coming from really spammy, crappy sources, um, you're going to want to make sure that you tell Google, hey, you know, that's not mine. Some, somebody else pointed at me. I, I, don't, I don't agree with that point. Or that was from before. I can't get rid of it. So I disavow that link. You want to tell Google that you realize that that's not a quality link. And please don't use that against me. Because you want to make sure that you've got high authoritative backlinks. So, and just for anybody who's not quite sure what a backlink is, because that can be one of those techie terms that people don't quite understand. Um, say, for example, um, you were at you you sponsored a charity event and that charity event put a link from their website back to your website saying hey thanks so much to abc cleaning for supporting us and donating whatever and there's a link from them to you that that link is that's all it is that's what's called a backlink it's a link from some other site to your site and that better be a quality link it better make sense it better be relevant and what we mean by relevant as well is google knows that there's certain like a, a link coming from you know a cooking page in you know in south africa to your carpet cleaning or home cleaning website makes no sense at all that is not a relevant link so that link doesn't carry any authority and it can actually call you know if you've got a ton of those look so spammy that you, you know your your site starts to be demoted and deranked because of that so you want to make sure that the the, the links make sense they come from business directories they come from things in your industry they come from fellow businesses in your town like you know if the local real estate agent links to you that's totally natural but it doesn't make sense if it's sort of what if one of these spammy links as well 
So you want to keep an eye on that because that's really important. And you want to diversify your anchor text. So again, techie a little bit, but what anchor text stands for is um, when a link is coming to you, the link could be just your website URL, right? That could just be the, the, the your website address. The link could also be click here. And then when on the when they click here, the, 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 that text itself is actually linked back to your website. And behind it is the is the actual hyperlink that that takes the the visitor when they hit the click here button to you. So the anchor text in that one is is click here. It, it back in the day it used to be that people would say, for example, you you were carpet cleaning, you know, Dallas, right? If if that's the keyword you wanted to rank for, you would send out you every anchor text would say carpet cleaning Dallas, carpet cleaning Dallas, carpet cleaning Dallas. So all around the web, every anchor text that you every link back to your website would be that. Google quickly caught on again and created an algorithm. The, our penguin here that said, hey, if you've got a whole bunch of similar spammy keyword stuffed anchor text, that's bad. That's not natural because the other people that would link to you wouldn't always use that term. You're obviously trying to game our system. So diversified anchor text means that it's just a, it, it's, it's just natural. It's like some of them are going to be click here. Some of them are going to be just a raw link to your website. Some of them are going to be, um, you know, Check out my friend Bob's carpet cleaning company. You know, on and on. They, they've got to be diversified around the web. So even when you're when you're doing it yourself, or when you're working with an SEO company, there's a lot of diversification figured out to be natural in in building these anchor texts. Um, you need a real physical office to rank well in Google Maps. Um, so I'm going to kind of dig into this one a little bit. So Google Maps still counts as 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 organic, right? So it's all part of that stuff that you're ranking for that you're not buying leads from, right? So, um, and we did a whole entire training on sort of Google Maps um, that you can go back and watch in on our website. But in in the organic conversation, um, Google Maps had a major change with the Pigeon update. So Pigeon update was this huge update that, that really affected the Maps rankings. And there was about, I think the number was somewhere around 5 million um, in that range, 5 million businesses worldwide, about 500,000 in the U.S. alone um, dropped instantly when the Pigeon update rolled out because they were they were being spammy. Um, so the, the, the whole idea behind sort of having um, a real physical presence is it's really about the fact that Google wants to know that you're legit, that, that you're an actual real business that they can, um, they can send business to. Um, your primary ad, your primary address is got to be is the local maps listing. So where this this nuance always starts to happen is there's a lot of businesses, especially service area businesses, businesses that service outs like they people don't come to their shop to get the work done or come to their office. They leave and go else. You know they they the service them at their residence or at their office. So it's a service area business. Um, it's easier and cheaper to live outside of town and then work in the big town. The downside is you don't have an address in the big town. And what we've actually noticed even more so in the last even four to six months is showing your having an actual physical address um, and showing it even more so um, because you can hide it. But having a physical address and showing it in the town that you want to work in um, is has become critical to having that chance of ranking against everybody else who already is in that town, already has proven that they have already been verified and are showing because part of Google's algorithm is proximity. So say for example, you're in, you know, even, um, you know, uh, somewhere like, um, let's pick a city here, Miami, and you're on the far east side of Miami in one of the suburbs and you just stand in there and you type 
in your phone, you know, carpet cleaners near me, roofers in Miami, whatever. The list you're going to get there, and if you drive across town to the west side of town to, you know, one of the nice suburbs there near the golf courses, and you type in the exact same thing, the list you're going to see there is entirely different. Why? Because Google puts all things considered, proximity becomes a very important ranking factor as well. We've also noticed that that proximity window is getting a little bit smaller. So it used to be that you could rank maybe seven, eight, nine miles away from your pin location. Um, and it seems to be tightening up. There are things that can happen, but this is where, you know, knowing that where your target market is, this is part of that mix we're talking about. So you want to rank really well in Google Maps for where you can rank really well in Google Maps. And sometimes it maybe is opening a second office is, is, is worth it. If you're going to generate ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 worth of extra business, and for that it's going to cost you 500 bucks to 1000 bucks to open a, a satellite office, maybe that's worth it. Um, so th those are kinds of some of the considerations to make that way. But you also want to make sure that you can organically rank even in areas where you don't have a map. And we'll talk about how you organically rank there as well. And then you may want to have paid ads and you want to have Facebook ads and you want to have Google local service ads. So it's a mix of everything where you can influence people in different ways and get different parts of the crowd. So um, so anybody had, had um, fake addresses, that was huge. So mailbox, um, UPS stores and mailbox, et cetera, places and, you know, Regis business offices and things like that. Th those ones were wiped out with the, um, with the, um, pigeon update. So um, talked about that there. Um, work from home addresses and businesses that hidden actually are getting, are becoming more and more influenced to, to not show up as well. Now, if you're in a category where most people hide their address, um, most of the businesses are work for, or work from home or that kind of idea, then it's less of a concern because Google's making a local decision, but you know, in, in your local market. But if you're the one guy that, you know, is hiding your address and all your competitors have, you know, shops and places where people can pick up their spot remover and drop off their area rugs and stuff like that. And that's the majority of the people that are ranking well and you're not, it's going to be much harder, not impossible, but much harder to ever rank in the Google three pack in that proximity around, you know, around where you're, your your location is so a real physical address in the city um really helps you rank and ideally you need to show it so again as i said you can't hide it but there still needs to be an address in that city to rank so we're going to move on to site speed because this is another one as well that has become really important because google said it's important google doesn't tell us a lot of stuff they they sort of make you inference it and they um they they, they don't really come out with a lot of this information um so seos have to sort of band together, you know, test everything across thousands and thousands of websites, band together, figure it all out together, and then see what changes look like are coming. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of websites start not ranking as well anymore. Well, what was that change? And they all get together and talk about it. And there's forums and 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 all kinds of stuff that help. But this is one of the ones that Google said, you know what, this, is, this does matter. The longer it takes a site to load, um, the less likely we're going to show it because there's sort of a threshold there where people just aren't getting a good user experience and Google wants you to build a user, a better user experience. So how fast your website loads in comparison to not only Google's metrics, but your competitors um, is, is important. Uh, mobile and desktop must be considered. Uh, Google is a mobile first platform now. So they really look at your mobile um, environment first. 70% of traffic starts on a mobile device. So that's why they care about that more, but both of them play a role. 
Uh, but you can check your site speed on Google's actual development page, developers.google.com slash speed slash um, page speed slash insights. So kind of a long one there. Take a screen cap if you want. But you can you can check that. So it really is a matter of comparing against competitors. There's a lot of things that can affect site speed. Um, so um, here, let's kind of take a look at some of them as well. Um, and it's a work in progress because some sites that look really pretty might slow down a little bit because of the way they, they look and function. Um, other sites that run really, really fast may look to plain Jane to convert well. So it is always a game to, to, to play that. And there's lots of plugins and things like that that can help. And there's different ways to play with this. So um, this is way techie. So I'm going to kind of rattle through it really quick. But here are some of the many um, ways to increase your site speed. Um, so enable compression. There's lots of different tools, plugins, and platforms that can help with compression. Minify things like the CSS, JavaScript, and HTML. So there's there's ways to do that as, as well within the build of the site, within sort of post site architecture. Um, reduce the redirects. So don't have a lot of redirects going on within your website. Um, remove um, render blocking JavaScript. So there's certain scripts that you can put in place that block certain things from happening. Um, and and that's that's helpful sometimes again to make a mobile experience look different than a desktop experience. But you, it's got it's really a matter of really limiting those and keeping an eye on those. Leverage browser caching. So have have the ability that if somebody's come to the website, the next time they come, it loads really, really fast. That really does help improve server response time. So don't be on like a GoDaddy server. Um, there's SiteGround is a faster one. WP Engine is faster. Amazon um, hosting Lightspeed um, or LightSail, sorry, hosting by Amazon are fast servers as well. And they're always competing against each other for these, these really fast servers. The actual server you're on could be slowing down your entire website speed as well. Um, content distribution content distribution networks um, that what that is is there's ways where your website can be sort of protected behind a um, a service that the website kind of loads into it first and then when anybody goes to your site they're actually going to the content distribution network first seeing it there and it's loading super fast and any changes might be slow to show up you, you don't change your site right now and it shows up a second later um, any of those sort of changes will happen over a period of an hour or two because the content distribution network grabs your site and and it's the one that pops it out to the 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 um the world and it grabs the information back from where your actual site is hosted so things like that really help optimizing images is a big one um so there's a lot of times we take really cool images that are like you know taken on our our phone and they're you know 12 thousand or, or yeah, 12,000 megapixels and blah, 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 massive 4K images. Well, that's great. They look amazing. Um, but the size of an image on a website, like look over here, the size of this little graphic, um, you know, it's a couple of hundred kilobytes. It's not, it's not megabytes and megabytes and megabytes of information there. So you can take a lot of your images and, and reduce them right down. So there's plugins and tools and stuff like that that we use that just, you know, we scrape through a whole site and minimize the images without even damaging the quality because the size that it's showing up on might only be 400 pixels by 800 pixels yet you've got you know it's, it's reducing down to that and it's literally like 10,000 by 12,000 the original image so you don't need the 10,000 by 12,000 image if it's only going to be showing 400 by 800 pixels you just need the 400 by 800 version so things like that can really help improve the site speed so what else has changed um so seo tactics for from two years ago can no, you know some a lot of them are no longer effective because Google is again a rank brain their their AI and 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 all of that kind of stuff and the um, eat 
upgrades with the authoritativeness, the expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness are really important. So all of the, um, the barnyard animals that showed up, panda, pigeon, penguin, all of those are all about the user experience. So that's really, really important in SEO as well, is that the user shows up and stays. Um, so the new SEO approach requires a heavy focus on user experience and technical on-site optimization. So what are we talking about by user experience and technical on-site optimization? So what we're talking about here is things like um, click-through rate. Click-through rate starts. So Google looks that, at, you know, did somebody do a search, find your page organically, and click on it, right? If, if they did a search and your page showed up, but nobody clicked on it, that's a ranking signal that said, Google says, mm, I don't think people care about this, this topic, this site enough. So that's where on your website, things like your title description, your meta tags, um, how they're written, uh, and all of that kind of stuff, you know, they, they got to include the keywords because Google's looking for those kinds of things on the page and in the title tag and the meta description. So in the coding of the page, Google's looking for all of that stuff, but it's also got to be compelling enough for somebody to click on it or you don't even start with the click-through rate. Then scroll time and time on page is essential. Are they scrolling down when they show up or are they bouncing right off? So if they scroll down the page, read the content, if they, you know, say for they say they were looking for um, the best made service in Manhattan and they're looking for that keyword and they, they come to the page, they scroll down and they're reading, that's different than if they come look for that and within two, three, five seconds, they've gone, nope, I don't think I see anything about that that I'm interested in, off they go again. That, that time on page tells Google well, these people came, you know, a number of people went looking for this exact term. They found a website. We gave them a website that, that talks about that exact term, and we think it's authoritative. Um, but people show up and then leave too quickly on average compared to the competitors. So it's always in comparison to the other ones that would show up at the same time. And so this, this page isn't as good for that keyword. So the page might rank for a couple different keywords or a dozen different keywords around that similar topic, but some of those keywords might be falling down and falling off. And that's, that's the matter of actually constantly monitoring your, your, your keyword rankings for different keywords, because are you getting pages that are ranking? Are you getting pages that are, are, are moving up or down? And they'll always be moving, but what is some of the reasons and can they be influenced better by having better content, having videos that the people watch, having other things that just keep them on the page more. So that's that bounce rate. It's gotta be watched very, very closely as well. Um, branding is huge now. Google loves brands. So it used to be in the day that you could, you know, you create a lot of spammy websites, you know, that you could have Carpet Cleaning Dallas as the name of your business and carpetcleaningdallas.com as the name of your website. And it's all, you know, all keyword, keyword, keyword. Google has actually decided in a lot of their recent updates that they prefer the authoritativeness of a brand over the, um, the, the, just the, key, like the keyword stuffing, right? So does the brand represent the best carpet cleaning in Dallas? Right? Does the what does the brand and Google's making all of these brand connections now? So having just stuffed keywords can actually confuse Google. Having keywords stuffed into your name, um, like as you know, again, city and and service and all of that, too much stuffing can cause a problem. You definitely want to make sure that you know your brand represents the services that you provide, but you want to make sure that you're not just calling yourself city name service.com and that kind of stuff. And then citations, reviews, and relevant links are all really important. So citations are just your name, your address, and your phone number 
shared around the web. So Better Business Bureau, Chamber of Commerce, Angie's List, Yelp, Facebook, all your social sites, um, you know, Best of the Web and, and Foursquare and all of those kinds of places. There's actually sort of 50, 60 really core um, places that most businesses should get sort of national citations from. There's probably at least a dozen local citations you should have if you're in business locally. Um, just your, you know, some of them you have to pay to be a member of, but there are citations that are considered, you know, normal and acceptable um, places that should link to you from a local environment. And then there's industry links as well. You know, all the different um, associations and uh, board of trades and stuff like that for your for your industry. They should have that your name and address and phone number on those sites being, you know, sharing back to your website and being found on these other sites, building that brand, being exactly the same, the exact same business name, exact same address, the exact same phone number all around the web really, really helps build that those ranking factors, those signals that Google picks up on and decides that you are more authoritative than your competitors. Obviously, reviews we know are big, and you want to make sure you're answering reviews, but not just reviews on Google. Google doesn't just look on Google. If you actually go look at your at, at a search page, when you type your business name in and see Google pull up that on the left-hand, right-hand side there, um, they pull up the um, your, your search card, your info card, basically your Google business profile. Um, you'll see that they'll find, Google's already found reviews on other sites. If you scroll down, you'll see also found on, you know, you know, X number of reviews found on Facebook and Yelp and, and Better Business Bureau, Chamber, wherever they can, they've found them, they'll list a few of the others as well. Google is looking at all the other review sites. So you don't want to be sort of a one and done pony as well. And then again, relevant links. Um, that's, you know, links from quality sites coming back to you as well. And even links from other businesses. Like if you've got a link from, you're a carpet cleaning company, you got a link from a, a real estate agent or a you know, carpet store or anything like that. Google sees that obviously as a very relevant link. So, you know, that's more important. So, you know, the charities, the the chamber of commerce, the local associations are all great. And then any of your fellow businesses that, you know, that make obvious sense that would likely share out, you know, a carpet cleaning link and, you know, hey, here's some of the local businesses we trust kind of thing or whatever, that kind of stuff as well. So that's all part of what we need to be talking about in, in building our, our SEO. So the new SEO formula, figure out what the most important keywords are based on your service, the service areas, which is the cities and the neighborhoods, and the search volume of those keywords. That's important. So you can use Google Keyword Tool, WordStream, SpyFu, Google AdWords to to see what the search volume of these keywords are. But you want to start building a list of the keywords, the most important keywords for your services, your service areas, what people are actually typing in, and then their search volumes. Um, you want to set up a great website with unique pages that target those keywords and those keyword clusters. So you don't need a new page for every single keyword, but you need a page for your carpet cleaning service, for example, and your upholstery cleaning service and your tile and grout cleaning service. And then within those, there's going to be nuances. There's going to be the difference between cleaning granite tile versus cleaning ceramic tile versus, you know, um, cleaning, you know, an aggregate stone tile, things like that. You want to make sure that you, you have all of those listed within that, that service page. You don't need separate pages for each one of them necessarily, but you definitely want to have them all on that page and all of your service areas covered as well. Um, so a page for each service and, um, and each city and each neighborhood. And what we mean by neighborhoods is if people actually say that they live in Tribeca, if they say they live in Soho, if they say that they live in the Upper East Side, the Upper West Side, things like that, 
they're all in Manhattan, which is just a borough of New York City. So New York City, Manhattan is another keyword, and then all of those those city pages or those neighborhood pages. If people say that, they're going to find a locksmith in near me, and near me might mean that Google knows they're in they're in the Upper East Side or whatever. Um, they might find that they um they they're they're looking for a carpet cleaner in Battery Park. They're looking for a maid service, you know, that services Soho, things like that. They're going to be using their local keywords in in those searches. So you want to make sure you have pages set up that help influence Google so that even if your maps listing isn't close enough to rank there, and these will actually help your map listing a little bit as well, spread a little bit wider if it's within that sort of five mile, seven mile sort of max range, um, but you're trying to get it as wide as possible, these pages help. But even if you're not in that window, then what you do want to make sure you have happening there is that you're showing up in the, in the um, organic listings right below that. So that's the key that we're we're going with there, so that you do have a page on 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 one those each of those neighborhoods and the services you provide. And Google, with a good amount of link building and influencing and stuff like that, is going to show your page right below that in the organic listings. Um, you want to optimize your website for user experience, make it super easy for people to see, you know, to navigate through your page, find other content, watch videos, make it nice and sticky, um, you know, show reviews on your service pages and things like that as well so that people, you know, are going to pause to read those because, oh, what did somebody else have, you know, find as a great experience in Indianapolis using this service, for example, and things like that, right? So you want to make sure that, you know, it, it's another reason for people to stay on the page. You want to make it super easy for them to interact with your website. So if they're they're going to want to find a quote, um, they're going to want to call you, they're going to want to get a hold of you in some way. It's got to be super easy and intuitive, and 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 make make sense and not sort of um, block them at any at any part of that, and not be hard to find as well. Um, you want to optimize for your on-site optimization. So that means things like your title tags, your meta description. Um, we're talking about things like schema codes and stuff like that. Um, so schema is a technical term of how the, you know, how search engines read your site and you want to make sure that you've got all of the right interscope schema markups and all that. You want to build your authority off-site as well. So you want to make sure that you have all of your directories set up. You want to have all your social media set up, linking back to your site. You want to have, um, again, you want to have all those citations around the web. You want to be having relevant links coming from understandable places. So you can take a, you can do a deep dive in your competitors' links, look at their link profile, and take a look at which ones, like the ones that are ranking in the first, second, third, fourth place um, for a keyword that you're not. And, you know, take a look at all of the links that they've got coming in to that page that's ranking and make some decisions like what, which one of those can you go out and get yourself? Which ones of those have a lot of, of, um, of, of authority that are passing that authority on to your competitor that you think you can acquire a link on as well? So things like that become part of it. And then you track your results. You track how well these things are ranking and moving over time. So for all our carpet cleaners on the call, what I want to do is I want to give you an idea of the keywords because keywords are really, really important and see how we've got sort of like your city. It could be your city, your neighborhood. It could be carpet cleaning in your city. It could be your city carpet cleaning. So these are sort of interchangeable as well. But these are the types of keywords across. And I, I use carpet cleaning a little loosely here because I did. These are actually in fairly decent national order of the types of keywords people type in and the search volumes, the number of times they type it in. So for carpet cleaning companies who do things like carpet, upholstery, tile, um, 
you know, area rug cleaning, stuff like that. This is the kind of search volume order that people type type things in. So again, your city can be your neighborhood and can be interchanged on either side of the keyword, but carpet cleaning, carpet cleaner, carpet cleaner near me is considered a different keyword, carpet cleaning near me, um, upholstery cleaning, cleaning upholstery seems very similar, um, but one is searched more than the other. So do you need two separate pages? No, no, no. But what you do need to do is see how you rank for both of those and make sure that on your upholstery cleaning page that you're using a variations of different versions of cleaning, cleaner, and different orders as you write the content, as you go deep with the content, because it's really going to help. So steam cleaning, um, best carpet cleaners. So that's, you know, things like best top and top rated are add-on words that can be used. But in, in the carpet cleaning world, it's actually considered a top keyword that people type in best, um, be, you know, before other types of words. You know, terms like services are add-ons as well. We've got mattress cleaning, and we just keep coming down the list. So this is kind of the, the types of keywords that you want to be knowing. Where do you fit in? Which ones are on your page? Um, who Who's ranking for what in your local market? And what changes when you change these keywords, when you look them up? You know, if, if your site is ranking number two or three organically for carpet cleaning, um, but for carpet cleaner, you know, in Dallas, you're, you, all of a sudden you drop down. Well, your carpet cleaning page needs to also be ranking for carpet cleaner because there's enough people typing that in and you've, you're actually demoted slightly and stuff like that. So it's part of the way to think. And then near me has become huge. And that's because of mobile devices and Google knows your IP address and knows your location from cell towers and pings and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it knows what near me means. It knows where you are on a map if you've got your location services turned on. So in, in my area and near me, Google actually is able to append what, what you're talking about and add the city on. So sometimes you might not use your city name, but you might just put near me. If you type in carpet cleaning, it might give you a Wikipedia page on what carpet cleaning is and how to carpet clean. If you type in carpet cleaners near me or carpet cleaning near me, it, oh, Google goes, oh, I understand the inference now. That's subtleties, right? So family oriented, green certified, recommended, residential, affordable, reputable, free estimates, free quotes can all be appended to these keywords to see if you still also show up for those. And these are great things to talk about on your various service pages and service area pages, city pages, is you wanna talk about that for sure. So on-site optimization, we've touched on a few of them. Um, strong website with good content and a good user experience. Killer, every page has gotta, it's gotta have a reason for being and be complete to a, a really insane depth. Um, you want to leverage multimedia and improve your on, on page time. So a video on every page would be great a video by the owner. Hey, let me tell you about this service and tell you, or showing videos of the, 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 the technicians or the company doing the work on that. If that causes people to pause and watch, that is brilliant because that increases your time on page, a page for every service. We talked about that, um, pages for cities and neighborhoods, um, quality content that is well optimized. So deep, deep, deep content. Your main keyword in the title of the page. So we can pop over and take, you know, pop out and take a quick look at what this means. But the title of the page is what shows up in the search bar above above the website. Um, relevant keywords um, are in the H1 text, so that's the heading, and then in the H2s and H3s down the page. So we'll we'll show you what that means as well. But that's really important how this is all structured. Again, this is the techie stuff, but knowing it or knowing that you, you're working with a company that understands this and has it figured out and can deal with this is really, really important. The meta description is the description that is at, it's in the meta 
metadata basically so it's the hidden data it's the description that sometimes shows up like in the search when you search for um best carpet cleaners what it's going to show you is a list of websites well it's going to show you the title more often than not that's the dark blue in a search results and below it's going to give you a little blurb of text google kind of bounces between grabbing just a blurb off your website or the meta description but google has already read the meta description and you want to make sure that that meta description is bang on and that it's, it's a bit salesy as well so if google is going to use that um, and lean towards it then it's it's going to help you not hurt you um, name, name address phone number in the footer with that schema code um, you want to have service schema on your service pages you want to have um, city schema on your city pages, um, news schema on your press release, news site pages, things like that. You want to make sure that the schema markup is is um, the structured data that that Google sees behind the scene is 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 understood and is designed and built well. The mo most of the websites that we audit when we when we deal with uh, new clients and talk and audit to the audit for them and stuff like that, that's missing. Um, you want to blog on a weekly basis. Um, Bi-weekly, maybe, maybe in a small market you'll get away with it, but your content needs to be deep and you need to be updating your website a lot. Blogging is one of the best ways to do that because you can write a page about one of those services but go deep about a certain city and a certain service um, and give people like the five best tips to do whatever, the 10 reasons to whatever. And it you're, you interlink deep from the blog into those city and service pages and you can even link out to authoritative sites which generates a few brownie points as well but you want to be deep on that and so blogging every single every single week with a you know 500 or 600 thousand 1500 word blog um you know you can usually keep it to about you know 600 to a thousand words is usually fine but sometimes in some marketplaces you might need to go deeper than that but having that weekly blog post a going deep on the content you guys know about is really, really, really important. Um, so whether that's outsourced to somebody blogging for you as part of an SEO strategy, because then the other thing you can do once you have a blog written is now you can syndicate it and promote it across everywhere. You can make a Google My Business post about it or Google Business Profile is what it's called now. Google Business Profile post, a, a Facebook post. You can share that out on some of these other directories as well. You can put a link to it from your Foursquare and from your, you know, you know, anywhere else that allows you to link to it. You can set up a Tumblr and link back to your blog post. And you can start creating some links where, to places where other people, like, you know, a Reddit, have a Reddit. Hey, here's a great topic. Here's this, you know, the the, the 10 best reasons to whatever. And just give them the, the headlines and say, you know, for, for the full copy or for the full story, click here and bring them back to your blog post. There's lots of ways that you can create great content. Um, that, that people will read, that will engage them, that you can share out and bring them back to your website. And now you're creating a better user experience, more time on page, better SEO optimization, um, more traffic, all that kind of stuff, and more customers. Ultimately, all of this is not just to look pretty. This is all to get more customers. And one of the big ones we talk about is a press release media room. So it's one of the things we do uniquely. Um, media rooms cost usually about $5,000 to build by routers and places like that. It basically turns your website, a page on your website, into a news outlet. Um, what we do is we build them off-site and actually link code in to make it show up there. We build it within a really cool tool that we have. Um, but what it does is allows us to run press releases. Um, so um, the press releases are allow you to generate more of what is called Google signals. So everything in Google nowadays is about signals. So a press release, 
can have a map listing in it, a map embed listing. So your Google, your Google map listing is embedded in the press release. Your website link is embedded in the press release. A review could be embedded, like a, 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 a Google review, a Facebook review, whatever, could be embedded in, in the press release. Like an image shows an image of that, and they, if they click on it, it takes them to that actual review. All of these are signals that is telling Google all about your authority. It's creating links around the web. You take, a, you take somebody to a Google My Business um, listing, and that Google My Business listing then links back to your website. You've now taken them from a, a newsworthy site to a Google listing to a back to your website, and that creates a ton of authority for Google. So we find that press releases are just amazing, amazing tools. Um, a lot of times it takes you, it costs, you know, anywhere from... 300 to a thousand dollars to get a press release out onto the newswire. Um, we help with all of that as well for some of, for our clients, but we build the media rooms within a really cool tool. It's just sort of a unique coup that we've got there that allows that to, your website to become seen as the news authority site. So the press release actually lives on your website and then is shared out elsewhere. So just something to keep in mind as well as far as ranking goes. So let's talk about a few examples here. For example, we've got Carpet Cleaning Brantford one of our clients, um, Elite Carpet Care. So you can see here, when they came to us, they weren't ranking anywhere. They weren't in the maps listing. Um, they'd completely fallen out, and they weren't ranking organically. Um, they now rank number one for pretty much everything, um, every, every service that they, they, they do that we work on for them. But So here's a point, for example. So up above that is the paid ads, but we know there's a paid ad right there. But then maps listing, number one. And they're, they're ranking number one for carpet cleaning Brantford because they're optimized for that. Their website is optimized for that. Their Google listing is optimized for that. All of the link building we do is optimized for that as well. That's one of their, their major terms. They're number one organically. Also, because they get ton of, tons of reviews, they've actually, you know, with our system, they're optimized for getting reviews. Um, right now, 169 as of this picture. Um, there's a service called Three Best Rated, which is, again, a directory. Well, there's their van. They're they're promoted as the premier um, number one cleaning in Brantford. Um, and there's a picture of their van um, because they get, and they've got competitors as well, but we know that they're, they're one of the three best rated for, um, for that term as well. So as an example, their website, this is just a picture of their website, but their website is all about, um, again, the, the, the H1 tags, the H2 tags, the H3 tags, the meta descriptions, the carpet cleaning pages, the, you know, all of that kind of stuff, all the blogs, all the content, all of it is built around their major keywords. And then as they rank, we want to keep these ranking and add more over time. So ranking, the, you know, we get asked that question a lot. Um, how long does it take to rank? Well, every market is different, but when you're a brand new website, for example, a brand new authority, you know, so again, Google ranks web pages, not websites, but it takes the authority of your website and all your pages together and then ranks that page based on the merits of that page as it's contained by the pages linking to it within your website and off of other websites. So um, a brand new website or and even a brand new page on a website can be sandboxed for a little bit. Um, so on, on its own, you're trying to get in the race and run a little bit faster than the people that have already way out ahead of you. They've already built links. They've already got years of authority. They've already got content. You're trying to do better than them by a little bit, provide a few more links, get more people to click on those links, get that click-through rate up over time. And just over time, you're basically catching up to them because you're running at a slightly faster pace than them. And then eventually you overtake them. So always used to say about six to nine months 
to start getting some really good rankings for the more difficult terms and stuff like that. You might get rankings for easier terms, less search terms, things like that, which still are valuable because people will still pick up the phone and call and book your business. But the bigger terms, the more granddaddy terms kind of idea, you, it might take six to nine months. Well, Google's basically said that it's closer to a nine to 12 month window minimum, because even if you would have been ranking by six to nine months, they've paused you because you're too new for them to give you authority. So that's part of the new EAT update as well, is they've delayed the length of time that you rank. Now, the bigger your site is and the more pages you have that rank and the more authority that you're building on your brand, because they're brand is huge, the faster some of your newer content can rank. But that's the reason for these, this, these, these blog posts that are not trying to rank for the granddaddy terms, they're trying to rank for, you know, and get clicks and get people reading them and time on page and all that kind of stuff. They're trying to rank for longer terms, more, you know, more, more words in the term. So instead of, you know, carpet cleaning, you know, how to remove pet urine stains from my carpet. That could be, again, you might only have 10 searches a month for that in some variation of that. But if you show up and rank for that and that page links to your carpet cleaning page or your pet urine removal page, you're helping to build authority to those pages as well. So just kind of think in those terms that it really is a matter of influencing and then growing that keyword influence over time. It's not a sort of a three month, six month, nine month, oh, that didn't work. SEO is about a long-term game to build your, your website up to become a monolith and rank for everything and just dominate over time by really being, you know, in, you know being very, very um, um, thoughtful about how you're going about doing that and being very intentional was the word I was looking for. Um, and once you've got that whole thought and intention behind it, you've got a strategy and then you just monitor it and watch it and you keep that thing rolling. So hopefully that kind of all makes sense. Um, how does it help a business? Like say, for example, this is another KPI off of, off of that. So 269 um, total leads via SEO. So their total leads were higher than that, but this is just the SEO side of the stats. And we see that, you know, 178 were phone calls, um, organic phone calls, 91 were Google Maps. Um, they, that's how many searches they got. This is a mixture of their entire budget with ads and everything else like that. But you know, you know that it's a cost per lead coming in that many leads came in, um, filled out a form, picked up a phone, started a chat and it's cost of $8 and 51 cents a lead of people that found them and are interested in doing business with them. So that's a really good cost per lead, um, for, for a cleaning business. So what drives these types of results? Well, you definitely need to claim and verify your Google um, Google My Business listing. That's now called Google Business Profile, but your Google Maps listing. Um, you don't want to spam the company name. So you don't want to be adding words to the company name that aren't part of your actual business license. So you don't want to be, you know, best carpet upholstery cleaning in Dallas, Texas as the name of your business if, you're, if your name of your business is Joe's Carpet Cleaning right? You know, you don't want to do best Joe's carpet cleaning in Dallas, Texas. You don't want to be adding any of that because that spam will hurt you and it will eventually get your, your listing shut down. You want to be very legit. You want to be able to back it up with actual business license that said, this is my business name because Google may ask at some point and they do ask a lot more than they ever used to before. They just sweep through entire industries, do what they call a soft suspension. It still shows up, but until you can't get back into the back end of your Google business profile until you prove that that's the exact name, phone number, whatever the information that they're, they're requesting is. Um, you need to get lots of online reviews. 
across the web. You don't want to just get them all on Google. So you want to get reviews around the web um, and you want to be asking, you know, your customers for feedback is our strategy um, works really well. You ask them for feedback, get a lot of people to fill out feedback and then the happy customers also, Hey, by the way, can you do an extra favor and write an online review? The only people that can write a review on Google are people with a Google account. The only people that can write a review on Facebook are people with a Facebook account. The only people that can write on Yelp are people with a Yelp account. The only people that can write on Angie's list have to have an Angie's list account. So you want to make sure that you're asking for reviews, um, from people and giving them the ability to go to any of these platforms that they have. And that's why we always say feedback is better because feedback can be marketed um, and then ask for the review after they've provided feedback as well. Good, bad, or ugly. You, know, you don't want to be review gating, as they say, but you want to make sure you get lots of reviews. Um, you want a keyword in the title tag um, and some variation of it. So again, the title tag is when you load a website, it's what shows up at... Uh, right here. So for example, that little line right there is the title tag. It's the code inside. So Elite Carpet Care, Brantford, Ontario. We got or carpet cleaning. So we got this carpet cleaning. That's a keyword and Brantford, right? So for Brantford carpet cleaning, we've got all three words in the title tag. So that title tag is buried in the code, but it's what Google shows. And then this below it here, that is the meta description. And again, we want to have, we've got Brantford in there, carpet, carpet care, um, quality carpet cleaning, you know, guarantee, call to action, all that kind of stuff. Um, so you want to make sure that you're optimizing each one of your pages for what you want that page to rank for. Um, you want to want your website built out with lots of content and lots of content being added. You want lots of citations and you want a solid link profile across the web with consistent SEO work and, and lots of those authority signals we talked about as well. So that's the press release stuff. That's the, you know, blogs being shared out. That's social posts that link back. You want a lot of authority links around the web as well. And that's really going to help you. So being respectful of your time, we're almost hitting that, um, you know, 315 mark. I'd like to be done, you know, somewhere around 15, 20 minutes after the hour at the very latest. So here's some of the key takeaways that you need to be concerned with. A great website with pages, with each of your services and service cities and neighborhoods. Get your keyword and geo modified in the title of each page. We just talked about that now. So a couple of those new pieces into this, these takeaways as a modified, um, modify as modifiers, geo modifiers in your title tag. Um, you want to have unique content on every page. You're not writing the same page um, over and over and over again. You want to leverage multimedia to enhance the time on page. You want to get reviews across the web. You want to build your citations and consistency across all the major citation sites. And again, when we, we went deep on that, we talked about you want to get citations locally. You want to get citations that are industry specific. And you want to get citations that are um, you know, national and obvious that people would get. You want to post updates on a constant basis. So you want to post updates to your website. You want to post updates to your Google um, business listing. So Google posts, linking back to your website, linking to content, your website, linking to reviews, linking to anything you can link to, but you want to have constant posts going out about your business. You want to build links and authority around the web. You want to get links from really relevant sources coming back to you and you want to leverage paid search in this, you know, not only to drive traffic, you want to leverage paid search, you want to leverage paid traffic, but you can leverage paid search to identify high converting keywords. So when you're running pay-per-click, and you find that the majority of people come through um, any one, one specific source, 
then maybe that's, you know, like, or a lot of people are buying from that source, then maybe it's a, um, keyword in, and then they're going to your landing page or your website, then they're converting. So that's really, really important. So you want to, you, you can use paid search to also identify high converting keywords. So something to keep in mind as well. So as we wrap up, do we think that this, knowing this, I guess I understand there's, it's a technical topic. SEO is not easy. It's a very technical topic, but there's things that you can do on your own. Um, and there's things that you need help with to help have a chance of ranking organically so you're not just paying for leads all the time. Ranking takes time, but once you build that 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 snowball and it starts to get bigger and bigger and roll downhill, you're 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 getting all of that brand equity and authority. So it's a mix of all of those. Jim Rohn 101, you need to have 5 to 7, I like to say closer to 20 to 30 um lead sources that are generating leads Big granddaddy ones, five to seven, and then secondary ones of strategic partners and things like that. Everybody generating leads. But SEO is one of those big granddaddy ones. It's got to be something that's on on the radar and being invested in as you grow. So if it'll help you make money, attract more leads, and grow your business, um, that's great. I hope you agree with that because that's why SEO still exists. That's why it's still important. So for any of you here that want some time um, to speak with me about this, to have our team do a deep dive research, do a competitive analysis on your entire internet visibility and presence, get, score your actual visibility online, your social media, your your um, your website, your reviews, um, your keywords, your all of that kind of stuff, uh, what we offer here is very limited um, time. But you get to actually meet with me for an hour. But prior to that, our team does all of the research in your marketplace on your business, and we identify all of the any key issues that 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 we find, and we give you a full full strategic plan on how to solve that. So some of the things that we can help with, that's great. Some of the things that your your company that you're currently working with can maybe do better. Um, some of the things that you're doing great on that you can ex, you know expand upon. All of that kind of stuff. So what we do is a full lead acceleration consultation to really help you you know, tap into all of those things. We're not one of these companies that said, hey, let us sell you more Facebook leads. Hey, let us get you more, you know, pay-per-click leads. It's a mixture of all of it. The best way to run a business, trust me from 30 years of experience and building exceptional businesses and selling them for great prices is we built authority in our marketplace. We upped our prices. We became one of the, 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 the more elite services because we could, because we built all of that authority around, even in the days before the internet, it was all built up in in same psychology different platforms the internet is just a whole bunch of different media that people can get to they can go to facebook that's social media they can go to google that's search media there's different places people can show up they go to youtube you know obviously that's video media um but they can also still pick up a flyer they can also still see the back of a, a bus they can a fully wrapped van is is important to the success of your business as well. Billboards can help and all of those things. It's all just part of the the mix. And what we can do is we can help you figure out the digital side of it and give you a consultation on all of that and see where you fit into the marketplace and give you a hand on that. So if you'd like to collect, connect at all, there is a um, button that just popped up in the chat. There's also, you can just go to here, carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash schedule. You'll actually be booking a time into my calendar. And prior to that, Remo will be reaching out to you to, 
um, to do uh, a, a, a quick chat with you, to, to ask more questions about your business, get more of the details that she can hand over to the research team so we know more about you. So, you know, you, you definitely don't want to book an appointment for, you know, a day or two from now because our research team needs some time. So if there is an opening, always book a, you know, a couple of days out to a week out. That way, Rima can get a hold of you, um, take that call for sure, and then um, we'll do this $1,000 worth of research. I do charge $495 an hour to consult with businesses. I still do. I rarely do them anymore, but you know, maybe once every month or two, I'm still doing a one-on-one -on -one consultant with a consultation with a business that just wants more help on stuff. And it's just years of experience and, and, and knowledge and practice and expertise that can help with that. I provide that for anybody who watches these webinars and can pick a time in our schedule. There's not that many slots, but when there is, we put our research team to work, the same team that does all the research when we onboard a new client, and then we put our, um, um, we, they, they hand all that information to me. I spend some time going through it before we meet, and then we meet and we go through what we found and ways to help. So if that sounds cool, great, that's great. If you just learned a lot from this this information here, by all means, reach out to us, give, let us know, give us a big thank you. Um, hit us up on, uh, on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or anywhere you find Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters and give us a big shout out. That'd appreciate it as well. Um, if you know anybody who could you get some value out of this, any business owners that could get value out of either these masterclass trainings where we go really deep or just, you know, anybody in the industries that we service that, you know, could use our services, um, by all means, we'd appreciate the, uh, the, the recommendation as well. So thanks, everybody. I really appreciate your time. Thanks a little bit. There we go. So I hope you guys appreciated it. Um, again, sorry, it's a deep topic. Not sorry, because it's a deep topic and it's part of running a proper business and you need to know this stuff as a business owner. You need to take off the doer hat and just keep on that entrepreneurial marketing hat. Build your business that way. That's what I, I believe in. Take care. Love you all and see you next time.